Morning. My name is David Soren. I am the lead pastor here at Renovation Church. Hey, some of you have been listening to Christmas music for a while now. Uh, some of you sinfully since before Thanksgiving. And maybe you've heard the classic Christmas song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel is a name given to us in the scriptures as a prophecy for Jesus. And it means that God is with us. And it's meant to remind us that God is near to us. And that through his son Jesus, he came to be with us. Uh, We are in the middle right now of a series called Songs from the Heart, where we're teaching through a number of different psalms in the Bible. And the psalms are just songs that people sang to God long ago. And in this crazy, often difficult season of our lives, we got to sing out to God from our heart. And remember that he is with us. Emmanuel. Uh, Today, uh, we're going to look at one of the Psalms of Ascent, uh, Psalm 121. Uh, In the Bible, there are 15 different Psalms of Ascent. Uh, They are all the Psalms from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. And if you you open your Bible and you look at each of those different Psalms, each of them starts with a Song of Ascents. Well, what does that even mean? Well, to uh, ascend is to go upward. And three times a year, Every Jew was asked to make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem for one of the annual festivals, like Passover. And Jerusalem was situated up in the hills, up in a mountain, as they called it. And so no matter where you were coming from, as you journeyed on your way for this spiritual pilgrimage, you would be going up the hill. You'd be ascending up to Jerusalem. And the Jews would literally sing these 15 psalms, the psalms of ascent on their journey upwards towards Jerusalem, which is actually pretty cool. So I want you to grab a Bible and we're going to take a look at one of these psalms of ascent, Psalm 121. Uh, Or you can always use the Renovation Church app. Uh, you just have Bible in weekly verses, and you can uh, see it there as, as well. Uh, I j- and as we read this, I want you to picture the Jews on their journey up the mountain on the way to Jerusalem. So Psalm 121, we're going to read the whole thing just so you can get a feel for it. And then uh, we'll start right at verse 1. <clears throat> Here's what it says. The psalmist writes, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. If you take some time and you study uh, Psalm 121, you'll see that there really are sort of four different dangers that the pilgrims face on their journey to uh, Jerusalem. And kids, uh, by the way, when I say pilgrims, <clears throat> don't picture like the pilgrims from uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Pilgrim is just, all that word means, it's a person who's on a spiritual journey. And that's why we call it, when you think of like the pilgrims from Thanksgiving, we call them pilgrims because they were on a spiritual journey. They left England to travel to America so they could worship Jesus freely. And these pilgrims on their spiritual journey towards Jerusalem, 
are facing really four different dangers. And like each two verses of the psalm is a different danger. The first two verses are just sort of a general danger where they're looking for help. And then verses three and four, he's worried that a person's foot could slip. It's not like an easy journey. They're not walking on a sidewalk here. And verses five through six, there's the danger of the elements, like from the hot sun on their long journey. And then verses 7, 8, there's a danger from harm. Uh, some even translate that from evil. It's the idea that they could be attacked by Roberts, robbers. Uh, not Roberts. If someone named Robert could come and get them on the way. Robbers or bandits on their journey. <laughs> never, never trust anyone named Robert. Okay. <clears throat> as they, sorry if you're Robert. Um, as they traveled from Jerusalem, or to Jerusalem, and even from Jerusalem back home, they would then sing this psalm to remind themselves that even though all these dangers could happen, that God is watching over them. And so I want you to begin to think through some of the different dangers you may be facing in your life. Because the dangers we face are different than the songwriters. You're probably not on a literal scary journey through the desert right now or through difficult terrain. And you are, though, on a a journey of life. And so what are the dangers? What are the pitfalls that you're potentially facing? What's keeping you up at night right now? What are you fearing? What are you afraid might happen in your life? Is it the fear of getting sick? Is it a financial fear of what the future may bring? Is it a fear of just how much longer you may have to stay isolated? This psalm is teaching us to speak or really even sing this truth into our lives. And specifically, it wants you to look not at what may hurt you, but to look at who watches over you. Look at the first two verses again. Verses 1 and 2. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He's looking for help. Where can he find it? It's not from the mountains. He's got to look above the mountains to the one who made the mountains. That's the one that watches over you, the maker of heaven and earth. The same Hebrew word uh, that's translated either as watching over or keeping you from harm. It's actually the same word in the Hebrew. It's used six times in this psalm. Six. God is showing you that he is watching over you at all times. All times. Every part of your journey. It says when you're awake and when you're sleeping. He's watching over you by day and by night, when you're coming and when you're going, now and forevermore, the Lord, the Lord himself, the maker of heaven and earth, is watching over you. And so you don't need to be up all night worrying, my friend. Go to sleep. You can rest because God is watching over you. Too many of us, myself included some nights, are, it's like we're up half the night. Feeling like our minds have to be on some sort of guard duty. Like it's our job to think through all of the possible dangers that might befall us. So I guess we better stay awake and try and think through all of them. No, no, no. Rest. Rest. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Rest. You can go to sleep because God's not going to go to sleep. Because he watches over you. Do you remember what Moses told the people 
when they felt like they were trapped in. Pharaoh's army was coming on one side and they were trapped in by the Red Sea on the other side. So Exodus 14.14. 14. It's a great verse. He says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. The Lord is the one that watches over you. And even if trouble should come your way, and you're going, God, it sure doesn't feel like you're watching over me right now. Even if difficulty should come your way, God is still with you. His plan is still right. Even if the worst trouble should befall us, our souls are still safe as believers with our Father in heaven, and we'll spend eternity in his glorious presence. You know, this Psalm, Psalm 121, always reminds me of the popular Casting Crown song um, from the mid-2000s. Uh, maybe some of you even thought of this already. Uh, you remember the song, if you were a Christian back then, some of you were like, I just became a Christian a year ago. I didn't listen to Christian music. But if you did, um, so there was a song called Praise You in the Storm. This is a really popular song, kind of in the mid-2000s. And the bridge of that song is basically just for almost verbatim of verses one and two of this psalm. He says, I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. <clears throat> and that song, whenever I hear it, when I read this psalm, it always takes me back to a story from really early on in my ministry. I was just a young, new youth pastor. And one of my key volunteers, his mother-in-law, just suddenly uh, passed away. Uh, one day she was fine, and the next day she had a heart attack, and she passed away. She was only 53 years old. Uh, thankfully, she was a believer in Jesus. And so I went to her funeral, <clears throat> even though I didn't really know her, but I went to support my friend, who was just a key volunteer in my ministry. And at the funeral, we sang this song, Praise You in the Storm. And I can just remember the hundreds and hundreds of believers in the worship center crying out to God as we sang this song, praise you in this storm. And I mean, they cried out to Jesus through their tears that they would still praise him even though they had just lost their mother, their sister, their friend at such an early age. By the way, you haven't seen worship until you've seen people worship at a funeral. So we were singing this song, we get through the the verse and the chorus and the verse and the chorus and people are just telling God and they're just crying out their pain to him. And we get to the bridge and we sing, where does my help come from? It's like, God, I am hurting. I don't know where to turn. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And who's the Lord that watches over me? You know who he is? He's the maker of heaven and earth. That's who he is. And I just remember, I'm at this funeral. I never actually even met this wonderful woman. I was there to support my friend. And I just started to cry. And I just thought, that's who God is. He watches over us. And he is with us. He's still with us. He's with all these people, even in the midst of this. And even the dear woman who had left us, he is still with her. Right? In a glorious new way for all of eternity. You know, I think sometimes it's important for us to remember that God cares so much more about your heart and about your soul than even your physical body, which the Bible just calls our temporary earthly tent. Sometimes I think, especially as modern day Americans, if we suffer physically or financially or in any sorts of comfort, we hold that so dearly that sometimes we even start to question God. 
Like, oh, why would you do this? Remember, God cares most about your heart and your soul. And his plan is higher than your plan. And so trust in him. Trust in his goodness. Sing of his goodness. If you're hurting right now and you've just kind of been out of the Bible, one of the things I would encourage you to do is just start reading through the Psalms. I feel like the Lord will really speak to you through that. And keep your eyes on him. It's so easy to just start focusing on what may hurt you instead of looking at the God who watches over you. Keep your eyes fixed on him, no matter what storm that you're in. Uh, Not that long ago, I was uh, randomly reading for some reason. I just love to learn. I love to read. I was reading about uh, tightrope walkers. And as you might assume, when someone's really high up on a tightrope, uh, tightrope walkers, they just constantly, it's almost impossible to keep your balance, right? So every little move that you make, you've got to make a counter adjustment, right? Your, your shoulder goes down, oh, this one's got to go down. And obviously I would not be good on the tightrope here. But when people start uh, working on the tightrope, it's their first day and they say, I want to become a, a high rope, tightrope walker. One of the rookie mistakes that people always make is they feel like they got to look down at the wire to make sure that their footing is right. But if you watch a, prof- a professional tightrope walker at a circus or on YouTube or whatever, look at their eyes. Look at their eyes. And you'll notice they don't look at their feet. They don't look at the wire. And they certainly don't look down at all of the objects way below them that they could fall on. They keep their head up, and they just look at where they're going. Now, let me ask you an important question. What is it that you are looking down on as you walk the tightrope of 2020? What are all these objects that your mind just keeps going to because you're afraid that you're going to fall down on them? Honestly, for some of us, it might be hard to just pick one thing. Because we've just gotten in this stage, so many of us, where we're just overloading our minds every day with news, social media, with everybody else's opinion. And most of these things are not creating peace in your mind, are they? You tell me if it's working. And you're spending a ton of your mental space thinking about what you may fall down upon. And my friend, I just, I plead with you, make God's word the first thing that you fill your mind with. We've got to be a church, renovation church. We've got to be a church that grounds ourselves first in looking to our God, the one who watches over us, first to ground ourselves in his word. And this could be as simple as this. One of my friends from college texted me this a couple days ago when we were just talking about the crazy world that we live in. I thought this was really good. I wanted to share with you. He said this. He said, before I do anything else, I make it a point that the first thing I read each day is my Bible. And the first thing that I listen to each day is worship music. What's he doing? Well, he's fixing his eyes on the right place. He's fixing his eyes, not on the mountains in front of him, but on the one who made the mountains. So look at him. Because if you keep your eyes on the one who watches over you, you won't be worried about all the things that could harm you because you'll just see the majestic power of this amazing God who watches over you. 
Keep your eyes on him. Don't stop. Even if things look bleak. It always reminds me of uh, one of my all-time favorite scenes. Probably my favorite scene from the Lord of the Rings movies. It comes from the second movie, uh, The Two Towers. And it's towards the end of the movie, our heroes are sort of cornered in at the castle of Helm's Deep. And they're losing the battle, and it looks like they're going to be overrun, and really that there's no hope. But they decide that they're going to charge out in one last honorable charge. But just as they're getting ready to charge and kind of say, oh, it's all over, they look up to the mountains. And there on top of the mountain comes Gandalf the White, back from the dead, bringing reinforcements, coming to rescue them from their enemies. Right? That is the foundation of our faith. Your God cannot be counted out. Even if you're looking right now, you're looking around your life and you're going, I just don't know. It feels like everything's falling apart. Your God cannot be counted out. He watches over you. You can't count him out. I mean, they even killed Jesus and he came back. He watches over you and he's watching over you right now. All right, let me pray. Lord, I pray that you help us lift our eyes up God, we have, so many of us have been walking with our eyes on the wrong place. And there are so many things around us that are drawing our eyes down to the objects below that we could fall on. But Lord, lift our eyes up, not only to the mountains, but above the mountains to see you, the maker of heaven and earth, and that you love us, you sent your son for us, and that you watch over us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.